Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning, Roto Experts. To the end zone. The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's Monday, October 1st. Can you believe it's October already? Let's cock-a-doodle-do it. This is Roto Experts in the Morning, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds, the spitting statistician. And as always, I'm overjoyed to be joined by my man, El Rey de Fantasia, FSWA Hall of Famer, the King Scott Angle. Scotty, how you doing after week four with some games still in the balance? Well, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because I think we've seen a lot of trends shake out now. After after four weeks, you have a better picture of usually at this point of the season about, you know, what you can expect going forward. Of course, you can never totally predict execution. Uh, you know, that's the one thing that we know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talk about it all the time, Scotty. These teams view the season in quarters, right? They look at it in four-game chunks, and the first four are over. The first four are probably over for your fantasy team as well. They will be as of tomorrow. So, hey, if you're 4-0, congrats. If you're 3-1, and let's get it. If you're 2-2, two and two, worry about those points, okay? You are still in good shape. It is only the first quarter of the season. Hey, Scotty, I got to tell the people, okay, if they want to join the show there's a number of ways they can get with us okay first of all call the number at 844-843-6879 if you want to help a little bit of help winning your leagues and winning that cash we're gonna have a guest on a little bit later on in the show we're excited to have the ceo of thrive fantasy adam weinstein is going to be on the show later on in the next segment we're going to talk about his new uh product thrive fantasy and how that'll help you win a little bit of cash as well also don't forget if you're like one in three and need a little bit of an extra boost don't forget to go on over to roto experts and get the Roto Edge exclusive in-season fantasy package. Scotty, you talk about it's really about execution, and that's what we're starting to see. For weeks, we have been talking about the Matt Nagy system and the innovation that may be there, but that it was up to Mitch Trubisky to go ahead and execute. And boy, did he ever yesterday, having pretty much just as many incompletions as touchdowns. He goes 19 of 26 for 354 yards and 
six touchdowns. Everybody was scoring. Taylor Gabriel with two touchdowns. Tariq Cohen bounces back. Burton gets in the end zone. A-Rob gets in the end zone. Everybody having a party at the Bucks' expense. The Bears win this one big, 48-10, to and go to 3-1 and in the NFC North. Yeah, according to public reports, he had a really good week of practice. Uh, his timing was better. You know, he had a great matchup. And, you know, to, to take that next step, uh, a quarterback has to take advantage of, of that fine matchup. I wasn't completely sure whether he could do it or not. But, uh, you know, he, he blew it up to the tune, tune of six touchdown passes. In his first seven games, you know, at home, he had only thrown six touchdown passes, period. You know, so this could be a critical turning point, the young the young career of Mitch Trubisky and, uh, you know, credit to Daily Roto, you know, use the lineup optimizer. A lot of the top lineups they spit out had Trey Burton in them. Yeah, it's Trey Burton coming back with a I'm huge I'm sorry, touch. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, I'm sorry. Oh, Taylor Gabriel, yeah, coming yeah. in. Um, you know, Anthony Miller, uh, we found out going into the game, was going to miss this game, and absolutely, Taylor Gabriel had a great game. You know, seven for 104, two touchdowns, utilizing that little pop pass as well that we see in Kansas City. Remember, that is where Matt Nagy comes from. Um, and here's the thing. Let me ask you something about this. Scotty, we got to go to the other side. One, obviously, the Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic, it looks like, has run out. Jameis Winston coming into that game. Not looking too much better, but it does look like, if you think about when you put the ages of these two guys and who has the chance of still being in the future of this franchise, I do have to believe after the bye, it'll be Jameis Winston as the Bucks quarterback, right? Uh, I think he, he, Cutter was noncommittal about that after the game. You would think... But I don't think we know 100% for sure because, you know, Cotter was saying, you know, you can't blame this loss on one team. And, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick can't play defensive back either. He, you know, he doesn't have a running game. So, you know, that, that, that's a team loss. You know, football's, football's a team sport. You know, I, th- I think that Winston would get the call, but I don't know if we can be, you know, totally 100% sure about this. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. He was noncommittal. You know, Winston did throw his own two picks. As well here, you know, there's a lot of things that they have to fix on this team. You know, they're not the 2-0 and team that we saw. Obviously, we thought it was a mirage. They, they have a lot of good receivers on this team, but they have nothing else. There, there's absolutely nothing else on this team. We saw Ronald Jones finally active yesterday. A pass clanged off his hands. Right. Uh, you know, they, they what they really need to do with Ronald Jones is is at this point is Peyton Barber isn't going to give them anything. Ronald Jones just needs to be out there regularly, and uh, I guess they got to let him play through the errors because they got to let him get in the rhythm. It's, it's just, a, you know, I, I think it's screwing with his head. You know, start giving the ball, a lot, let him get into a rhythm. He's, he could be one of those guys where you term as a rhythm running back where the more you start feeding them, the better they start playing. And, you know, on third downs, have somebody else come out and pass block. Well, one thing that we do know is that they'll have a bye next week to start to get it going. So whether it's Jameis at quarterback, whether it's Ronald Jones at running back, we'll see what the Bucks look like after their week five bye. Here's the thing I'm going to say, though, Scotty. I'm going to try and get out ahead of this. I honestly am. I'm telling people, you know how maybe you stash people when it is their bye week? I honestly believe, Scotty, and I'll give you the floor after this and feel free to differ. I honestly believe that Jameis Winston could be a quarterback to stash over the bye week in 
here's why, Scotty. You know why? You know when we say um, the teams even facing the Kansas City Chiefs are always going to put up points because of that bad defense. You know, we say that that is fantasy gold. I'm saying the same thing about the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, their offense isn't there, but that defense is ridiculous. Look at what Big Ben did against them in week uh, last week on Monday Night Football. Look at what Drew Brees did against them in week one. Look at what even Mitch Trubisky can do against this secondary and defense last week. And here's the thing. You mentioned it, okay? This Tampa Bay Bucks team has good wide receivers. They are going to continue to be in shootouts, So, and they're going to have to keep on throwing because of game script to be in shootouts. I don't think Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones is going to matter because they're going to be throwing the ball a ton, in my opinion. I think Jameis, when he is riding in the saddle for week five and beyond, is going to be a guy who puts it up 40-plus times a game, and because he has good weapons, I think that makes a good recipe for fantasy. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be mad if you go ahead and stash Jameis Winston over this bye week, Scott. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, you know, and it makes, a, it makes a lot of sense. The one thing that concerns me, though, is how erratic he has been, you know, throughout his career. And if you're going to pick him up in a one-quarterback league, how many guys are you really going to start him over at this point? You know, he's not going to be a QB1 based on volume alone. I, I'm not saying that he won't have the type of games that you're talking about, but mm-hmm. I think he's going to be very erratic. And I think also, you know, Wentz has been a very young and unreliable quarterback. And when defenses know that, you know, this team is going to throw the ball a lot, you know, that's what they're going to game plan for too. And if this team is also playing from behind, that doesn't always necessarily mean that they're going to be able to play catch-up. You know, there could be games where they're getting blown out like they did yesterday, and there's nothing coming from playing catch-up. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm okay with stashing him, especially yeah. if you lost Jimmy Garoppolo and you're, you're streaming the quarterback. But, yeah. you know, I wouldn't expect him to be a top-10 quarterback at all. Fair enough. I mean more in like uh, super flex quarterback two kind of stuff, okay? No, I'm it talking makes about sense him in a one quarterback, quarterback lead because there are teams that either A, waited very long to draft a quarterback, or sure. B, lost Jimmy Garoppolo and still haven't solved the issue. Yeah, okay, so regardless, though, we are talking about how Jameis, someone you could think about, but, you know, relative to what your other options are. Scotty, another game I really want to get into is this Bengals-Falcons game, okay? Because, listen, honestly... We were on a lot of this game, and I think this game was really a microcosm for what we saw a lot this week. I mean, first of all, points were scored, right? Andy Dalton, three touchdown passes. Matt Ryan, three touchdown passes. Matty Ice, 419 yards. Andy Dalton, 337. I told people last week that I liked these Cincinnati Bengals against the pass defense of Atlanta. I gave out Cincinnati as the the dog, plus like four, four and a half. I also gave out the Andy Dalton Tyler Eifert stack which was looking good you know Eifert gets in the end zone so this being a microcosm of everything we saw yesterday touchdowns were scored even by our guy Tyler Eifert but the other side of the thing is also true Tyler Eifert goes down with a gruesome ankle injury and the reason that was a microcosm Scott is because tight end is still brutal Tyler Eifert goes down Gronkowski leaves the game and doesn't return Will Disley will go on IR with a torn Patella. OJ Howard had a knee injury and didn't return. Tight end is still brutal and getting killed by injury, but there are a lot of points in this Cincinnati Atlanta game. Bengals get the win 37-36. They go to 3-1, tied atop the AFC North with Baltimore. 
Yeah, it's like they're almost like a version of the Chiefs here, you know, where they they really don't uh, they score a lot of points, but they also give up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. So you know that's a, that's a good recipe for fantasy, whether it's seasonal or daily uh, going forward. You know, as far as tight end, you know, if you don't have one of the top three, you know, you're you're rolling the dice every week. And I think when we go or looking ahead early to drafts next year, I, I think you know that's going to push some of the top tight ends off the board. But Gronk also went out with an ankle injury. I think uh, I think I think the guy you're going to have to watch now is maybe C.J. Azoma, you know, as, as a pickup because you know we saw him flash at times last year when Tyler Eifert was out. I was going to ask you about this because we also saw Tyler Croft at times when Eifert was out. So talk to me about Tampa. Uh, excuse me, Cincinnati tight end moving forward. You think it's Uzoma over Croft? Uh, I think both of them are going to have a shot, but uh, you know I've seen him looking Croft's, Croft's way here and there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the past. So uh, I, I think it, I think it could go either either way here. It's you know it's to be an opportunity for for somebody to step forward now. Uh, you know, because we've seen it in the past that you know this this tight end spot is very relevant. Uh, you know, for for Tyler Croft so far, you know we've we've seen four catches. I think we've seen one for Azoma. I think it could go either way. All right, so we'll definitely keep our eye out on that. Scotty, I got to give you credit, man. You know, when we look at your week-to-week ranks, I usually try to find something that'll make a gentleman's bet for, right? In week two, I nailed it, uh, saying that that Russell Wilson QB1 was not correct. But last week, you had Calvin Ridley and Tyler Boyd and Mike Williams in your top 24. And I was like, nah, two of them are not going to be in your top 24. It's true that Mike Williams wasn't, but Ridley and Boyd both returned representative efforts. Ridley getting in the end zone Again, twice, four for 54 with two touchdowns. And then Tyler Boyd continuing to show his wares. We told people about this guy for the last couple of weeks. He goes four, uh, excuse me, 11 catches for 100 yards. There was a lot of production to go around here. Julio Jones with a monster effort, nine for 173. Even my man, Mohamed Sanu, getting in the act, six for 111. It's a new day. Um, the only thing that was disappointed is many people had Tevin Coleman. And Coleman had a representative effort around 80-something scrimmage yards. He also had three catches, but it was Ito Smith who gets into the end zone with a touchdown, 35 yards, but a lot of goodness to go around on the wide receivers. Boyd, you know, uh, Sanu, Julio, Ridley, a lot of a lot of, uh, a lot lot of of production in this one. There is, but I think, you know, it was very disappointing to see what Tevin Coleman have done. You know, we, we all of us, including myself, as fantasy analysts, were saying, you know, if Freeman goes down, this guy's going right. to step up and take advantage of an opportunity. Other people were saying, oh, he becomes a free agent after the season. Uh, a lot of teams are going to look at him as a starting running back. But, you know, my own axiom is, is an opportunity doesn't always lead to the type of production that you want. And sometimes guys are better as part-time players than full-time starters. And in two, two weeks, he's posted very disappointing numbers, especially in terms of rushing right now. And, uh, you know, we don't know when Devonta Freeman's coming back. This could end up being a timeshare between Tevin Coleman and Edo Smith because Edo Smith ran with more pep and more spark than, uh, than Tevin Coleman did. Yeah, I mean, the news was encouraging on Freeman uh, towards the end of last week. So maybe he's back in the saddle for week five. We'll keep our eye out on that. This could wind up being one of those three peeps in committees because Ito Smith has looked like he deserves a couple of snaps as well. Scotty, I got to let people know that BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service, fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live 
live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is also offering a $1,000 bonus if your first deposit. Use the promo code FNTSY. Head on over to BetDSI. Start winning today. Use that promo code FNTSY. That is BetDSI.com. Scotty, last game we'll get into real quick before we hit the break. Uh, All is right in the AFC East. Like we said, Scotty, the New England Patriots were going to boat roast, boat race the Miami Dolphins. They did so, being up 38 to nothing at one point, winning 38 to 7. The Dolphins turned to Brock Osweiler, Pat's defense giving up less than 200 total yards. This was all Tom Brady, all the time. But my guy, I think I was right, Scotty. I told everybody I was excited about the stereotype. Sony Michelle coming in. He goes for 25 carries, 112 yards yards and a touchdown to me the most important number there 25 carries maybe they are going to use them like a traditional running back yeah I thought this game was going to be closer actually I didn't see it becoming the kind of blowout it was you know Ryan Tannehill with an absolutely awful game yesterday uh, you know he's, he's lacking weaponry there you know that that's part of it as far as Sony Michelle goes you know that uh, you know you, you certainly called that you certainly called that one, and uh, you know he looked really good running well in short space, very authoritative. Uh, you know you worry a little bit about it, you know his past injury history, but he's healthy now, so you, you can't do that. Uh, you know, I think it's established now that you know he's going to be the main ball carrier, and James White is going to be the main pass receiver. I actually made a trade. I traded Le'Veon Bell for Sony Michelle in one league this past week, and was very happy with the result. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. The stereotype looks like he's going to be a more traditional timeshare with James White in the passing situations, although James White did run for a touchdown himself. We'll get into that a little bit later on some more. But when we come back, we'll have Adam Weinstein from Thrive Fantasy telling you about even new ways to win a little bit more cash here on Fantasy Football. We are off and running. It's Dane and Scott, Roto Experts of the Morning, here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only place to go for 24-7 fantasy sports advice. Once you download the FNTSY Sports Radio app, you'll get the most accurate experts and most entertaining programming in the fantasy sports world. Listen to great shows like Fantasy Football Frenzy. There you go right there, Goon Squad. Game Time Decisions. Good teams win, great teams cover. Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. And plenty more. Download the FNTSY Sports Radio app on your iPhone and Android devices now and take the best fantasy sports talk wherever life leads you. Welcome back to Roto Experts in the Morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got El Rey de Fantasia, the King Scott Engel, and the spitting statistician Dane Martinez. We're looking back on everything that happened yesterday at week four. A little bit later on in the show, we'll get you ready for Monday Night Football as Patty Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt look to keep the era of good feelings going in, in mile high against Vaughn Miller. Bradley Chubb and the Denver Broncos. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on. And honestly, our preview for that may help you out right now as we welcome in Adam Weinstein. He is the CEO of Thrive Fantasy. Want to tell you a little bit about this new product out there. Yet another way to help you win a little bit of extra cash on the fantasy season. Hey, Adam, how you doing? Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us on Roto Experts in the morning. I appreciate it. Good morning, guys. 
All right. So um, talk to me a little bit about Thrive Fantasy. Like what makes it unique? You know, we're in this world right now, Adam, where there's fantasy sports, there's DFS sports. We talk about the idea of prop bets, you know, like we love it just in the Super Bowl, you know, all the prop bets that are out there. But it looks like the prop bet world is building. And when I look at Thrive Fantasy, Adam, it seems like you've just combined the best parts of everything, of fantasy, of prop bets, of DFS, put it all together in a pot and have another way for people to win some cash, huh, Adam? That's absolutely right. It's essentially daily fantasy sports and prop that's had a baby, um, and, and we, we call it Thrive Fantasy. Yes, yeah, so we give uh, just users a list of 20 binary propositions, Tom Brady over under 300 passing yards or Patty Mahomes tonight over under a certain amount of completions. If you think the guy's going to go over, you take the over. If you think he's not going to get that done, then you take the under. So really easy, a lot of fun, um, and yeah, we're excited to move forward with it. What were some of the difference-making props that really stood out to you in week four? Was was Mitch Trubisky maybe one of them? Well, it's really funny. Um, so Drew Brees, we had over under two and a half total passing touchdowns and interceptions, and I think about 87% of the people in our main contest had the over, and obviously he, he had zero of either, so... That was definitely the one that stood out to me the mm. most. Uh, we didn't, we did not have a Trubisky one. I think we had Josh uh, Jordan Howard over under ninety and a half total rushing and receiving, and he didn't even come close to that. Huh, interesting. It says it's interesting. You said that eighty-seven percent of the public were on the over. That's why we always say here uh, on this show we got to fade the public, and I guess that works for Thrive Fantasy as well. Tell me a little bit more, Adam. Like, how did you come up with this idea? What makes Thrive Fantasy so unique? I understand. You know, you mentioned it's like if DFS and prop bets kind of had a baby. How'd you come up with this idea? Tell me a little bit more of how Thrive Fantasy came to be. Sure. So about four or five years ago, I was one of the early adopters on, on the big guys, the Sandoz and DraftKings. I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to kill it, make a ton of money on these sites. Uh, I deposited a couple thousand dollars. Lo and behold, I never came close to sniffing a prize pool. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I know all the players on all these teams, but I'm getting killed by these sharks who are just having these statistical-based algorithms and just winning all of this money. So I was like, there has to be a better way. So really wanted to do something easier for the more casual fan. And the reason why Thrive Fantasy is easier is you don't need to research every player. You don't need to know the wide receiver for the Vikings or the backup catcher for the Mets in baseball. We really only ask you about the top-tier athletes, the LeBron Jameses, the Mike Trouts, the Deshaun Watsons of the world. So really easy in that aspect. And as you guys alluded to, prop bets are now coming to the forefront, even on Sports Center. you're hearing, about over-unders five, six, seven times a show. So I really love prop bets. I think it's a completely different experience, a different sweat when you're watching a game. And I thought that DFS has never seen anything like it, so I wanted to bring it to the masses that way as well. Well, tell us about the team beside yourself at Thrive Fantasy, you know, and, and what you put together and who's behind it and why you have a lot of confidence in it and the, the team that you've built to execute this. Sure. Yeah. So we have, we have a former marketer uh, uh, from DraftKings who happens to be one of my best childhood friends. So very lucky on that front. Uh, we do have a consultant, a uh, former guy from, um, from FanDuel. And then we have a couple uh, engineers with a lot of startup experience. So definitely have a team that uh, understands this industry that knows how to get to where we need to be. Uh, and definitely we believe that we know what the users want as, as former players myself. And they obviously uh, know what uh, the users want. Uh, we, we think that 
the opportunities that DFS is lacking is something that we really wanted to uh, take uh, consideration in, and we, we built something around that. All right, here we are. We're talking with Adam Weinstein here. He's the CEO of Thrive Fantasy, a new app, new product that you could check out. He says himself, it's like if DFS and prop bets had a baby. Um, Adam, let me ask you this here with Thrive Fantasy. You pick 10 out of like the 20 props that are out there, right? How did you guys settle on that number that there's like 20 props that you could pick from? And how do you guys settle on which props you offer the different users for different contests? Sure, so we... We're in beta for about six to seven months, so we're really asking a lot of the users, hey, what's like the magic number in terms of how many props you you would consider before it's like a little too much? Or if we did like, let's just say we picked five props, there'd be a lot of ties. A lot of people would have the same amount of points associated with their lineup. So right. 10 out of 20 seems to be the sweet spot. No one's really said, hey, it's too difficult or this is uh, a little too easy. So. Uh, we're, we're sticking with that for now. Obviously, uh, we can iterate on the product, different, have different concepts, different styles moving forward. Uh, more rapid type of fire maybe might be coming down the pipeline. But, um, yeah, in terms of, of that number, it just seemed to be something that uh, seemed pretty easy and, and something right, right around that, that sweet spot. So what do we have going for Monday Night Football? And I know single-game contests are a big thing for you. Sure, yeah. So it's really nice for single-game slates for prop bets. I mean, really, you can make a thousand different prop bets on one game. For a traditional lineup, it, it seems to be a little uh, less convenient. But, uh, yeah, we have a – our feature contest is a $25 entry with 1500 guaranteed. So definitely is going to fill. Definitely check that out. We are uh, in the App Store, uh, Play Store, and then at thrivefantasy.com, one word. Um, but, yeah, it starts with, obviously – Patty Mahomes got a couple different props. You go down to Kareem Hunt, Kelsey, you got some Broncos players as well. But that's definitely our, our main slate, our main contest. Uh, we do have a couple of smaller dollar amounts, a couple of dollars. Uh, we have a five, a ten, a twenty, and then we go up to two fifty and five hundred dollar heads up. So, for we we have a, a contest for any and every player. Sounds good there, Adam. So definitely, obviously, different options for different people. You know, the way I was thinking about it, and I'm just such a cynical New Yorker, okay, Adam? But here's the way I was thinking about it. We were talking off air that you and your season-long team, right, you're, you're facing Patty Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, and you kind of need them to underperform today, right? You're facing them. You got to lead. But as we know, those guys are liable to pop off, right? I would see, could I use Thrive Fantasy almost as a way to hedge for myself? Like you were saying, Adam, you're down. I mean, you're up, but you need Patty Mahomes and uh, Tyreek Hill to have a bad day, right? I wonder if I go on over to Thrive Fantasy if I'm in that situation, and I bet the over on those Patty Mahomes and Tyreek Hill props, and this way I'm hedging, right? So if they have a bad game, I lose on Thrive Fantasy, but I win my season-long fantasy matchup, right? And if they pop off, I I hate it because I lost in season-long, but at least I hit my props and I win on Thrive Fantasy. What do you think about that? You want to go to your place to hedge against your (laughs) season-long? I've, I've been told this and had these questions uh, asked a thousand times. That's exactly right. So in our contest, this is probably the only DFS site where the player that you drafted, you might be rooting against him. Uh, obviously, on, on the bigger guys, when you draft a guy, you want them to go for 505 touchdowns or what have you for their running backs and wide receivers. If you are fading these guys on, on Thrive Fantasy, you want them to 
uh, get season-long injuries in the first quarter, but you want them going down with, with the flu or something. So, right. yeah, it's definitely something. A different, a different experience, different sweat uh, for sure. Did you did you guys see this as like an opportune time to get in the industry? Obviously, uh, nationally, you know, New Jersey, uh, you know, stances are are softening against you know this type of gaming. And uh, do you think that you know the timing is is good and you know and uh, the accessibility you know for games like this is increasing? Yeah, sure. So we I actually founded this company in 2016. Uh, we had about 11 tech guys on it for like 15 months. So we definitely knew or I thought that sports gambling was going to be coming to uh, a forefront um, in the next five or so years. Uh, we actually launched at the end of March and then obviously PASPA got uh, turned uh, a month and a half later. So the timing was perfect for us. I didn't think it was going to be that great um, w- within again, 60 days of, of uh, launching. Then, then all of this is, is coming to a head, but yeah, it, it's it's great for us. Prop bets again are now not something that's considered uh, under the radar or something that uh, these guys can't mention on on an hourly basis. So uh, excited that that sports gambling is now legal. Um, we think that in about the next 24 to 36 months, over 20 states will have legalized gambling. So that definitely just helps us um, in not having a taboo type of uh, mentality when it comes to prop bets. Yeah, absolutely. This is Adam Weinstein, the CEO of Thrive Fantasy. Hey, Adam, thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us here on Roto Experts in the Morning. I want to get you out of here on this. Let the people know exactly where can we find your product, the website, the app, and also, you got anything special for uh, Fantasy Network listeners? How can, we, uh, how can we try it out? Where can we find Thrive Fantasy and start playing ourselves? Sure. So we're at Thrive Fantasy um, on social. We're mostly engaged on Twitter. Definitely hit us up, DM us, uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you think we can iterate on to make the best experience, best product. Uh, if you DM us uh, in the next 24 hours saying that you, are, you heard us uh, on, this, on this show, we'll, we'll throw in a couple of dollars uh, for you guys to check us out for tonight. Um, in terms of finding us, we are in the App Store. We're in the Play Store at Thrive Fantasy, one word. And then we're, of course, on web at www.fantasy.com. So hit us up. Um, definitely, uh, th- this is something that we, we see a lot of value in, and, and people seem to really like it. Um, it's very sticky, very fun, and it's not necessarily something that directly competes with with your season or daily long in terms of the lineup. So you, you can like both products. You can play both products, and uh, it, it's fun. It's a good time. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Adam, for spending a couple of minutes with us. You know, we're going to combine our guy Scotty's weekly ranks, see who he likes, see who he doesn't. And then we're going to go on over to Thrive and bet them as props and want a little bit of extra cash. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us. We'll definitely check it on out. Thrive Fantasy. I appreciate it, fellas. Have a great one. All right. You you too. Interesting stuff there, Scotty. You know, I, I'm telling you, we could rec- take it from your weekly ranks, right, that you release on this show and we talk about them, and then go on over. Remember, you were talking about Calvin Ridley this week, Tyler Boyd this week. If those guys had prop bets, you go on over, you bet them, and you win a little bit of extra cash. Same thing with Tyler Gabriel, who, like you said, the Daily Roto Optimizer was all over. Interesting concept, huh, Scotty? Yeah, certainly. It's uh, you know, and when you go to Daily Roto, you know, you got you, you can work on prop bets, etc. But uh, you know, this sounds like a lot of fun, a nice fusion. 
Absolutely. Uh, so we'll check that out. And remember, we'll talk about that when we give uh, our weekly ranks for week five. Remember, these might be some guys who can go on over to Thrive Fantasy and get a little bit of an extra sweat going on. Scotty, I wanted to go back to the Miami-New England game because I do think there's some interesting things still here. I talked about how tight end continue to get killed this week. And, you know, Gronk left this game with an ankle. They have a short turnaround, Scott. They play Thursday night football week five against the Indianapolis Colts. So Definitely something to monitor there. But I have to ask you, okay, we also we expect Julian Edelman to come back in week five for the Pats. We see Josh Gordon, who did get involved, two catches for 32 yards. I've been preaching patience, Scotty, so long in this first quarter of the season, but now we're past the quarter poll. I got to ask you, Scotty, can we drop Chris Hogan? I think he's a cut candidate for sure, but uh... – I think I'd be a little bit careful in a 10-team league, yeah, but a 12-team league. With Edelman coming back, we all expected him to step up in Edelman's, uh, in Edelman's absence, but sometimes it doesn't always work that way. With Edelman coming back, it might open up things for the rest of the offense, and if Gronk misses any time, they could be going to Hogan you know, more in the red zone. So uh, I'd hold on to him in a 12-team league. Uh, he's definitely a cut candidate, but I wouldn't say he's a surefire you know, goner from your fantasy team just yet. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? You know, you got uh, Edelman. You got Gronk. You got James White probably in the passing game too, right? Now you have Gordon as well. I, it, it just seems like Hogan is f so far down on the pecking order. He had his chance to really, you know, kind of solidify himself, and he just didn't do it, Scott. Yeah, but then, then again, it's like I said. Edelman's coming back, and, you know, maybe that frees up Hogan more. So I, I think I, I, if I could – I would wait one more week before cutting the cord, but if you have one of those situations where you absolutely have to pick somebody up, you know, then then then, then I then I can see it. Uh, you know, I think the offense changes more with Edelman coming back. We don't know if Gronk is going to play Thursday or not. Uh, I I want to give Hogan one more week if I could. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was right. Uh, when I said that we thought they were going to boat race them, and they did, uh, Scotty, Blewett and I both had the Patriots minus six and a half in our official picks. I thought all three of us did. Unfortunately, you did not. Not a, not a great week against the spread for you, Scotty. I will say that. We'll leave it at that. On the good side, all of us advance in our survivor picks. Uh, Blewett and I picking the Chargers. You picked the Packers, and that's where I wanted to go real quick before this next break. Scotty, the Packers get a W, 22 nothing, shutting out the Bills. Josh Allen, two picks, only 151 yards. I want to ask you, though, on the Green Bay side, listen, Geronimo Allison left this game getting concussed. Randall Cobb was not playing in this game, although we did see, you know, Aaron Jones get a touchdown. We saw, you know, Devontae Adams, 8 for 81. We saw Graham get in the end zone. What are we doing about these Green Bay pass catchers going forward? Cobb banged up. Allison now week to week with a concussion. Uh, play this forward for me, Scotty. What do we do outside of Devontae Adams with Green Bay production moving forward? We know they got the 22-0 victory in Lambeau. They go to 2-1-1, one, and, one, and uh, they are still, though, looking up at the Bears at 3-1 and one in the NFC North. How do we uh, move forward here with Green Bay? Yeah, the scope of this team could be changing a little bit. You know, maybe they start running the ball a little bit more because Aaron Jones looked good, but it's still annoying because, you know, it will be a committee there. You'll see some Jamal Williams. You'll see some Ty Montgomery. 
But in PPR leagues, you know, he was going downfield to Montgomery, and he's familiar with him, so yeah. that might bump his value up a little bit. Plus, uh, we saw Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you know, play well mm-hmm. in the preseason, and uh, Rodgers being able to hit these rookies in the preseason. So, you know, it might make for some interesting waiver pickups on the, on this roster. Yeah, I mean, I was, listen, as you know, I think we've both been pretty invested in Geronimo Allison also, and he looked good before the concussion, Scotty. I mean, six catches, 80 yards, you got to hope that he's okay and the cobwebs get cleared out because I really believe his ascension to the number two wide receiver in Green Bay, an offense that can sustain a lot of uh, production, a lot of players, even the tight end Jimmy Graham, who got in the end zone. So I hope Geronimo Allison is okay. We'll check in on him as we go along. Scotty, got to let people know to go on over to DailyRoto.com. It's the industry's leading daily fantasy site. It's produced even $7 million winners on FanDuel and DraftKings, okay? You can now click on the Go Premium tab. Use the same kind of optimizer. You mentioned it with Tyler Gabriel last week, okay? Getting people remarkable success. Check out the sports betting tab. You'll use the same tools, okay, for money line picks, picks against the spread, game totals, play your props even, okay? Check it on out, dailyroto.com. Enter the promo code FANTASY. More talk about week four when we come back. Dane and Scott. Dailyroto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome your New York Knicks. The NBA is going to start getting going as well, but we're still in football season here. Roto experts in the morning, Dane and Scott. We were talking with Adam Weinstein there of Thrive Fantasy. Real interesting concept. I really think, guys, if you want to win a little bit of extra cash, okay, the first thing you got to do is go on over and get the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge in-season fantasy package. You're going to get all the great content, all the get all the great ranks, and then you hop on over to Thrive Fantasy and you put them up in prop bets and you want a little bit of extra cash. Scotty, we're looking back here on everything that happened in week four on Sunday. We're going to go two hours. It's more a, it's more of a marathon today because we got to cover all these games. And, Scotty, in this segment, I want to talk about the not one, not two, but three games that went to overtime uh, yesterday. And first of all, this um, the Indianapolis-Houston game, okay, Scotty? In this game, I don't know what Frank Reich and the Indianapolis coaching staff is thinking. To go for it on the own side of your field in overtime, they didn't get it. They basically gifted the Houston Texans the game. I think we have some uh, hashtag Game of Inches candidates in this one. Everything from the crazy Hail Mary to Julio Jones that happened in the Atlanta-Cincinnati game that didn't matter but was a 40-yard catch to stuff that happened in this game. I mean, literally, at the end of the, at the, end of the game, it shouldn't have happened. 
happened. There was a 30-yard pass to DeAndre Hopkins. Fairburn getting the extra points left and right. Then the Colts decide to gift wrap this one. I want to ask you about this, Scotty. We were talking about the Indianapolis Colts defense as a streaming play. Now, they gave up a ton of points, right? I mean, they the 37 they scored. One of those was defensive. So they gave up 31 points, which wasn't good. They gave up over 400 yards, which wasn't good. But what we said, Scotty, was when streaming defenses, the things you want to try to rely on are the sacks. And they did get to Deshaun Watson. They sacked him seven times, Scotty. So I want to ask you, was it beneficial to stream the Indianapolis Colts defense? And what would you take from this one? Because there's production left and right. DeAndre Hopkins, week in, week out, helping his owners win some cash. You just never know what the points allowed, you know, so I still think it, it was a solid pick. You know, yep. in terms of this game, Deshaun Watson certainly played better. It was very encouraging. Uh, you know, we did see Will Fuller go down again, yes. yet again. This is Will Fuller. He scored again yesterday in seven starts with yeah. Deshaun Watson. He has scored 10 touchdowns, but he also gets injured. And Kiki Koti stepped yes. up and had a good game. Be interesting to see, you know, uh, I don't know if he can build on that yet because, he, you know, it was more in a relief performance. You worry about that. The running game has been non-existent. Another bad game for Lamar Miller. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Deontay Foreman may not be a factor till week 10 or 11. It would not no shock but me. But that's the fantasy playoffs. It, true. But, uh, you know, that's so far off. I'm saying we can't look at that right now. What uh, I'm saying is I would not be surprised if this team started mixing out for blue or more in the running game. What if this team started picking up the phone and calling Pittsburgh, Scotty? Well, they're one and three. Uh, yeah, but, I guess you, know, you want I, to be an I, actual I think, contender, right? Yeah, I think that, you know, that's one thing. But you know, if you can sign a long-term deal with the Texans, there is a lot of talent there. But the one thing is, is that you know, Le'Veon Bell will have to come there and play defensive back too. Yeah, I guess that is the case as well. Listen, Scotty, you mentioned a name that I really wanted to talk about, Kiki Kute. Um, I don't know if I have it pronounced right. It doesn't matter, Kiki. Here's the thing. We heard buzz about this kid in the offseason, in training camp, in minicamp, okay, rookie minicamp. We saw this kid go, um, you know, flash. There was a lot of reports that this is the reason why Braxton Miller is no longer on this team. And then Kiki was injured for a little while, right? I think the point you mentioned, about Will Fuller being kind of like, um, you know, really productive with Deshaun Watson is true, but he's been injured now a lot. Will Fuller again with a hamstring. It seems like he has that um, issue a bunch. So there could be an opportunity here for Kiki. Is he going to be one of our heavily targeted waiver ads going into week five, Scotty? Kiki Kute, 11 catches, 109 yards. Maybe he could be that kind of slot option for this team and Deshaun Watson. What do you think about Kiki? Well, well, Watts is going to gut it, and the correct pronunciation is QT. Oh. Uh, QT. Oh, like the on QT. the quiet tip. Yeah. Yeah, He's on, on the, the quiet, quiet tip. tip. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. And look, you have to take it because you know Watson's going to gun it. The one thing is, is that, you know, he is a rookie, and, you know, yeah. he did this in relief when teams prepare for him. We're going to have to see how he responds when he gets more defensive attention. So, you know, you, gotta, you, have, to be, you have to be cautiously optimistic here. Uh, you know, especially if you're spending spending fab. He did do good in relief, but, you know, we could see that go by the boards next week. So it really depends on what your level of need is.
Yeah, let me ask you this, what your level of need is. I've been on this guy, right? We've been talking about him a little bit, even in the offseason on the QT. I've been trying to keep him on the quiet tip, but here's the thing, Scott. In a lot of my leagues where I would like to try and take a chance on this guy on the waiver wire, I own DeAndre Hopkins already. It would it be silly for me to try to put in a claim for Kiki when I already own D-Hop, or like, do I really want to get that invested in Texans wide receivers? Well, you know, you have the bye weeks coming up, so yeah. you might have to have to have a situation uh, where you where you do that. Also, you're picking them up because maybe you outbid somebody; they don't get too aggressive, and then somebody mm-hmm. stuff gets a wide receiver injury or whatever, yeah. and you can trade him. Them. So you have to put something in. But if you already have DeAndre Hopkins, you know, I'm not going crazy for this guy. You know, right. if I have a hundred dollar fab, and you know, it's, it's yep. not a, a a big need, I probably wouldn't bid more than ten bucks. And right, I might fair win enough. him, too. You never know. We shall see. We'll be doing our waivers uh, show a little bit more tomorrow. Hey, Scotty, on the other side, Andrew Luck puts it up 62 times, 464 yards and four touchdowns. Remember, Scotty, on Friday when we were like, oh, everyone's complaining. If you face Jared Goff, if you face Cooper Cup, if you face Kirk Cousins, you definitely lost. Then you may have had Mitch Trubisky, or you may have had Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, 464 and four, but honestly, Scotty, the most important number, 62 attempts. There is no running game to speak of in Indianapolis, Scott. Yeah, uh, Andrew Luck has definitely adjusted his game. He's not throwing it deep as much as he is, but he's spreading it around. He's getting more zip on his passes, throwing it to tight windows. You know, the ball placement is good. So, you know, credit to him for adjusting to his injury. Uh, You know, there's going to continue to be a lot of volume there. Uh, But, you know, the other thing that I'm going to say, though, here is that, you know, pick up Robert Turbin this week because Robert Turbin Mm. is coming back from the suspension. Robert Turbin's, you know, not going to be some sort of RB1 or something like that, but this this organization does trust him in the preseason. You know, they were giving him a lot of run with the first team. We've seen him score touchdowns. You know, they might decide that Turbin is their guy to stabilize the running game, and Naheem Hines, you know, could just turn out to be the next D.O. Riddick. Yeah, absolutely. The pass-catching chops are definitely there. I know I just I dangled it out there with the 1-3 Texans calling Pittsburgh. Scotty, what about the 1-3 Colts calling Pittsburgh? The 1-3 Colts what? Calling Pittsburgh? Calling Pittsburgh for their run. It's a little help in the run game. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, could, I could see that. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's interesting, though, is this guy came out of nowhere to have a good game yesterday, Zach Pascal. You know, uh, yeah. he was cut by another team during the summer. And, uh, you know, maybe Luck has some sort of connection with him. So maybe somebody ought to take a, take a flyer on here. You know, this team's coming back you know, on short rest on Thursday night. And T.Y. Hilton's not expected to play. Yeah, and absolutely. And remember also they've had some injuries in their tight end group as well. Scotty, another game that went into overtime down in Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans take out the defending champion Eagles 26-23. And I'm telling you, Scotty, these home dogs, everyone goes away from the home dogs, but yet again, they keep it close enough or win outright. The Tennessee Titans, they get a W. Marcus Mariota with 344 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, one interception. 
interception. Here's the thing I want to mention, though, with Tennessee as it relates to Marcus Mariota. Mariota was also the leading rusher for the Titans yesterday with 10 carries, 46 yards, and a touchdown scramble to the left side, diving to the pylon. Derrick Henry, Fugazi, eight y- carries, 24 yards, something you need to forget about with only two catches there. Deion Lewis, right? Four carries, zero yards on the ground. However, Scott, nine catches for 66 yards. So in PPR formats, you're absolutely fine with what Deion Lewis did. But, you know, for a team, Scotty, that used to be called exotic smash mouth, it's not a good sign when your quarterback is your leading rusher. Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry has yet to crack six PPR points in a game and is definitely a major cut candidate, although some people can hesitate and say, he's a starting running back, you know, but uh, he's not going to come off your bench. You know, you're not going to start him here. What about the fact, What what, what are you really hoping for? I don't know, but what about the fact that maybe he does get going the last two weeks? The Philadelphia run front, not that easy. The week before, the Jacksonville Jaguars run front, not that easy. Well, you know what, though? If you want to be considered, you know, anything close to a respectable fantasy running back, you can't just say, okay, the matchups were bad. You, you, you got, they have to show something here. It's, uh, it, 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 it's kind of a guy where maybe you just keep around for depth in the bye weeks and hope things yeah. get better, but he's a legitimate cut candidate. Yeah, no, he absolutely is. And as I said, now that we've passed the quarter pole of the season, these things are starting to come into focus. So we'll keep an eye on that. Corey Davis finally having the huge game that many people thought he was capable of. Nine catches, 161 yards, and a touchdown, including the game-winning score deep into overtime. Scotty, I thought a couple of – I thought, to be honest, at one point, I thought all of these overtime games were going to be a tie at some point. I was really hoping the Cleveland Browns won was. On the other side, Scotty, we look at the Eagles. Carson Wentz, you know, shaking the rust off, doing more and more each week. He puts it up 50 times himself. 348 yards and two touchdowns. They do have something of a running game. Jay Ajayi back in the fold with 70 yards on the ground. So you're not mad at that. He doesn't get into the end zone, though. And then in the passing game, Zach Ertz continues to be one of the only people with double-digit targets in every game. There were five people going into week four that had that Zach Ertz continues the string 10 for 112 but uh Scotty Alshon Jeffrey looking good in his return eight for 105 and a touchdown this hurts guys like Aguilar and Matthews and Goddard and others because now it looks like it's Ertz and uh Jeffrey back in the saddle as the main wide out one yeah backtracking to Corey Davis for just one yeah. quick second here uh sure you know, this is the kind of game we all hope for. Mariota looked good yesterday. This is the kind of yeah. Mariota that flashed. Well, he had the feeling season. in his elbow, you know? <laughs> yeah, and he, he looked really good yesterday. With Corey Davis, it's very encouraging, but it is just one game so far. You know, we don't know if this guy's going to turn out to be Amari Cooper where he's blowing up once every five weeks or something like that. But it is encouraging. And, you know, credit to Daily Roto. They were spitting him out a lot in the lineup optimizer yesterday, you know, when, when you just checked everybody. You know what you can really do for the optimal lineup. And, and talking about uh, about the Eagles, look, inside injuries is saying you know this is the type of back fracture that Jay Ajayi can play through. So you just have to you have to keep cautious there, and you know maybe have Wendell Smallwood as a handcuff there, you know just in case something happens. And 
look, every guy you know, has has like a different pain tolerance, et cetera. Sure. I didn't think that Olshan Jeffrey was going to come back and do well inside injuries, was cautioned right. against it too. But, uh, you know, very, very impressive return. Uh, Nelson Aguilar was disappointing yesterday. They were they were playing him very physical, and he did not respond. He had a very weird stat line yesterday. But it's encouraging for the Eagles. You know, Wentz is rounding into form, and I think this offense is going to start to pick up. Hopefully, you know, Carson Wentz did, listen, he puts the ball up 50 times and you still get over 100 yards on the ground. The Jai with 70, Smallwood with 39, Wentz himself with eight. You know, so they, they run for about 115, 120 yards on the ground, another 348 in the air. So you can't be really mad at the Philadelphia offense putting up over 450 yards. But I do have to ask you, Scotty, I mean, now the defending champions are 2-0 at home and 0-2 on the road at Tennessee and at Tampa. You know, is this something we should uh, see or is it just a reminder that it is very hard to win on the road in the NFL? We talk about these home dogs. Tennessee was plus four, I believe, in most places. And and here they are with the outright win. Yeah, you know, Tennessee's been impressive, you know, since that that, uh, bad opener against Miami. But look. Listen, with two weather delays and their quarterback got knocked out and they had a kickoff return against them. Yeah, the two defending champions – well, you know, they lost. You know, they earned that loss. They lost. Period. Yeah, they, they lost. But yeah. they are three yeah. and one. They're three yeah, and they one. are three and one. You know, it's, 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 it's they're not undefeated. But, you know, they've looked very good. They rebounded from a, a very poor performance in the opener. And they've, they've played well. With the Eagles, when, when a team is a defending champ, everybody wants to prove something right. by beating them. So it's, it's going to be a difficult road. It's not very frequent that uh, that a team that won the Super Bowl uh, the previous year gets to go back. We've seen the stats on some, a lot of them don't even make the playoffs. So, right. but you know, it is a long season. We're talking from a pure football perspective. You can't count the Eagles out because once it, once the playoffs start, anything can happen. You know, Steelers and Giants fans can tell you that Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, you know, winning the Super Bowl, or, you know, coming from a number six seed. So, so anything could happen. So. Uh, you, you can't count the Eagles yet. Uh, there are a lot of teams that, like, they look one way in week four and then in week 13 or week 15, you know, they're looking a lot different. So from a regular NFL perspective, it, look, we could be looking back on this and saying, oh, remember when the Eagles lost to the Titans and then they turned mm-hmm. the season around. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to assume anything yet. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you know, they make that point with the Patriots all the time, right? Starting two and two and finishing the season 13 and three. The good teams, as the season goes along, know how to scout themselves and adjust adjust throughout the season. Hey, Scotty, there were a lot of high totals on the board last week. You know, we were talking about them and where you could game stack and stuff like that. But nobody scored more points than out there in the black hole. The Raiders and Browns, another overtime game, 45 to 42. I know we got we got a couple of minutes before the top of the hour. But Derek Carr put up 437 yards and four touchdowns. Production all over the place for the Raiders. You add another 130 on the ground from beast mode. Amari Cooper coming on back. Jared Cook may be a thing for the Raiders. You know, I got to ask you, Scotty, with all these uh, tight ends going down, Jared Cook continues to hum along in this offense. Eight for 110 and two touchdowns. He's got to be someone who you could start on a week-to-week basis at this point. 
I think so because the floor so far has been eight fantasy points a week, and you'll still sure. take that. You know, when you're looking at the tight end position, he's pushing himself into top five territory. When I do my in-season ranks on RotoExperts.com, you know, I think it's taken like eight years, but you know, Jared Cook has finally really arrived as a fantasy tight end. When you see this for four weeks, and you see how Derek Carr is looking at him as a primary option, and with with beast mode, you know, you saw a fifty-yard classic beast mode. Rip and run, you know, that was very good to see. You can count on this guy for a good 60 points and a touchdown every week pretty much. And then, you know, he gets pretty much the same uh, 12 points. So, you know, Beast Mode is locked in right now as a fantasy RB2 because, you know, outside of, say, about six or seven running backs, you can't really rely on anybody. You don't perceive much of a ceiling with Marshawn Lynch, but you got to put him in your lineup every week because that floor is very reliable. Yep, that floor is reliable, and as you know, the touchdowns are always going to help you as well. Didn't necessarily happen uh, yesterday, but you like getting the touchdowns for sure with Beast Mode. I got to say, though, Scotty, one of those big-picture narratives we've been talking about all year, there was a play where his like forward progress, they said, was stopped. But with Beast Mode, you know he keeps grinding, and it didn't happen. We'll talk about it more next hour with FST, Dane and Scott. 